Hey, Kingdom Guardians. Welcome to yet another episode of your favorite podcast. I am so excited to have you guys join us today. I have a very special guest. She was one of my former students back in the day and now a friend, Ada Santiago. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. I am so excited to have you here, girl. Man. When I was Ada's teacher, let me just give you a little bit of background. I met Ada when she was in the ninth grade, um, Algebra 1. And um, you guys can't see, but Ada um, is in a wheelchair and she has spina bifida. I'll let her get to that story later on. But we had so many obstacles when it came to teachers and Ada. And I remember a teacher coming to me, a few teachers actually, and saying, can this girl do this? Can she, you know, pass this class? And I was adamant, like, yes, she can. But one thing I remembered about Ada, she did not care what people said. She was, she told me herself from day one, I can do this. It might take me a little bit longer, Miss Martin, but I'm telling you, I can do this. And her tenacity is what drew me and keeps me connected to her. This is one girl that she know is not the, a possibility for her. She will find a way. So Kingdom Guardians, welcome my girl, Ada Santiago. Ada. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I am so excited. I mean, I just gave y'all a little bit of, of what I saw from her. So Ada, you, I wanted you to tell the Kingdom Guardians a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I'm... 25 years old. I am half African American and Puerto Rican. <laughs> yes. Um, I am a wheelchair user because I have spina bifida, three L3, L4 spina bifida, which is located in the lumbar spine. Spina bifida is a what's it called? A neurotube defect. Mm-hmm. which has caused me to be par- paralyzed from my waist down when I was little uh, due to a, um, a hole being clo- closed by the surgeons that happened to stun my nerves from the waist down. But um, as I grew, my nerves started to come back slowly. So now... 25 years later, I can feel and move everything except for my feet. Like, my feeling stops at my ankles. Wow. Ada, mm-hmm. as long as I've known you, I've never known that. Yeah. So, the nerves are kind of like... It, it, so, let me slow down. So, as you were growing up, you couldn't feel, like, from the waist down? hmm And well, then it started? Mm-hmm. Well, how they found out I had spina bifida was I have a hole. Mm-hmm. Let me clarify. I had a hole in my um, lumbar spine. So okay. my nerves were exposed. Oh. And they were in this like jelly-like sac called a myelomeningocele. And so when I was born, I was born via C-section, obviously. Mm-hmm. So and out like probably like not even an hour they had to close it they removed the the um my nerves the mm-hmm. the sac and then closed my spine which then left me 
paralyzed. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then over time, because God is who he is. My yes, nerves, he is. My nerves have started to come back. And how I've noticed that mm-hmm. is so weird, Natalie. You know how you get the feeling of your feet falling asleep, like the pin needles? Yes, yes. are falling asleep? Well, it's it's the reverse effect for me. It's like the feeling I get is like that my leg is being squeezed mm-hmm. between where my feeling stops and where the paralysis starts. It's like it's a like a squeezing and then like pin needles all around. Wow. And then sometimes spasms. Wow. And that that's funny that you say that because for nor like for us for people that um don't have spina bifida it's just like okay those pins and needles the feeling we're like oh we don't want to feel that no but then on the other side from a different perspective for you it's just like oh wow that's kind of like an awakening of your nerves (laughs) wow that is really cool did not know that learn something new every day i tell you guys that's that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) because it's Spina bifida is known as like the snowflake disability or mm-hmm. just like any other. Like you could have two people with the same diagnosis and the same level, but somebody could be fully walking and have full feeling and the other one is a wheel- is wheelchair bound. But... um. Fun fact, my parents are military, so I was born in Germany mm-hmm. back in 96, and intrauterine surgery wasn't a thing back then. Yeah. Until maybe two or three years later, maybe. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But honestly, though, where I'm at now, I wouldn't change it for the world. I really mm. would not. And it's funny because I was having this conversation with mom a couple months ago. I was telling her that I feel as though my God's impact through me mm-hmm. wouldn't be as strong as it as it was and is had I been born with the use of my legs. That's a big statement. Because... <laughs> because if I had time to share my story, we would be You here do. Forever. Go ahead. You got time. Go ahead. Because, like, going through that, the situations I did with the schools and the the pushback that I constantly got and the barriers that I've had to face, those barriers and those changes would not have been broken mm. had I been born with the use of my legs. Like, I believe that to be true to be so like it would not have been possible so we're gonna have to go back a little bit for our um audience because although you and i were there (laughs) they were not they they were not so let's go back so what pushback have you experienced in um in your educational career or going to school and when did it first start and where did it culminate? Like, it got really, really bad. So talk to us about how you experience um, going to school and being a student with spina bifida. Well, because my disability is obvious, mm-hmm. 
people tend to target, they tend to put the stereotype of physical equals mental. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. So although I was speaking and reading at a 12th grade level when I was like in the first grade, they were like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't right. This isn't what she's truly capable of. She's not capable of this. Mm-hmm. And um, I really didn't like start to see these um, like pushbacks and strongholds until I got to high school and being a military kid, having to move mm-hmm. and start your first year of high school alone because I'm the oldest of, well, in the house, I'm the old, oldest of three in the house. Mm-hmm. So having to do that alone was hard. And it was like, and they, and it's crazy because you would think that people in the profession of teaching would bend over backwards for you, mm. especially as a young adult about to enter the world, real world, you would think they would be, you would have more on your side. Yeah. It, it wasn't the case because of me not, like I learn visually and mm-hmm. auditorily. Those are my strengths. Yeah. In terms of education. So that's why I lean on. And some of them, because I guess because they've been in that field for so long, they know better than you do, or they feel like they know you better than you mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we're not going to change the curriculum. You're just going to have to figure it out. But then there's teachers like you who love to teach, but also love to learn on the backhand and figure out, okay, so this is what we're learning. We're learning how to, we're learning quadratic equations or whatever. And okay, so you learn visually and auditorily. So how can we tweak this? So that way you can best get it. You spend your time trying to figure out a way to help me understand it, it that wasn't the case with my teacher especially when it came to math and sciences because graphs were not my thing yeah even though I'm a visual learner yeah we're not my thing <laughs> <laughs> so and it was so hard like like I really felt like I was on my own like we're not gonna help you you're practically like almost a young adult so it mm-hmm. was it was just I guess and I've attributed it to like a generational thing like they didn't have the technology back then that they do now so it's just like they're stuck in their ways yeah they're trying to teach somebody 
new ways of something, mm-hmm. it's hard when they're not receptive. Yeah, if that it really sense. is. So, yeah, it was just like, it made no sense. So, like, how are you going to treat somebody like they don't know anything when you really have yet to sit down and talk mm-hmm. and learn? Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have the willingness to let me teach them mm. how it's best to teach me. Listen, I, I, I did not know that you were going to take it down this route, Ada. <laughs> I really thought we were going to talk about <laughs> your disability, but you're hitting on something that I feel like it's um, it's for all people. Yes. And it's not just for people with disabilities. It's for all yes. people and people in education. And I love how you said, because this is what I find. And this is coming from somebody who I've been, a, you know, an educator. I love right. educators. I, I go to their houses. We sit down. We have tea. We, it doesn't matter. I love education and educators. But they have this mentality, some of them anyway, that they know you better than you know you. Yes. Yes. And you said that. Mm-hmm. And what was worse is because they feel like they know you better than you know yourself, mm-hmm. they feel like they can label you yeah. Ooh. as what they feel you're capable or incapable of. Like, one of, I would, for an IEP, and those who, of you who don't know what an IEP is, it's an, educa- it's an individual education plan with accommodations that would help me to succeed in all of my courses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm dyslexic. That was one of them, which I really am, which explains like why math and science was hard for me because mm-hmm. of math mm-hmm. and um, a learning disability, which that in a way bothered me mm-hmm. because of like not every neurotypical person learns the same. So why should I be stuck with that label? Because you physically see a disability in uh, on me. Yes. But on the flip side, it made sense because of certain courses that I had to take. Mm-hmm. Like it, it helped me, but then it hurt me at the same time because I felt like, like I said, no neurotypical person learns the same. Mm-hmm. So why why is this another added label on me? Yeah. So. I, listen, I, I totally agree with you on that end because with, with you and I, when I actually sat down and talked to you and listened to you, I found out that math wasn't your disability. It was actually having to write down everything. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I think like when you would write, I think your hands would hurt after a certain time. So we, and correct me if I'm wrong, we switched it to you would speak and I would write. So everything you wanted me to do, I would write it down. And you'd be like, no, Miss Martin, not there. I said, underneath the seven. I'm like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Well, no, it was. My brain 
moves faster than my hands do. So ah. my, my motor skills and my brain didn't match up. Ooh, didn't know that either. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. My brain goes 90 miles a minute and my hands go. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was easier for me to, it was easier and better for me to listen and retain mm-hmm. information than it was for mm-hmm. me to write because when I was writing I was focused more on what I was writing rather than retaining the information yes and yes history that worked to my benefit because history is all stories and timelines Mm -hmm. if you spit at me a date and an event that happened and then you tell me to to spit it back at you I can do that but as far as listening and trying to write it down like for a test or a quiz what's in my brain mm-hmm. will not translate on paper because of my motor skills or lack mm. thereof. Wow. so in turn I would get frustrated because I know mm-hmm. the information yeah but I can't get it down because I'm focused on what I'm writing rather yes than retaining information if that makes any sense. It makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. And I'm just like, although we're talking and we're talking about disabilities, this is not specific to just people with disabilities that you can see, like you keep saying. And I feel like that's important because we can see yours. We want to label you. But right. there, I know that that happens to me all the time. Like my mind is going 20 miles an hour and I'm writing so slow that I keep forgetting things. Yeah, because and then I have to record it and then go play back the recording because my mind is moving faster than my motor skills. Mm-hmm. And one thing for me is if I read to myself, I would forget what I read before. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, rather than having somebody read to me, then I can again, I can spit back what was read and wow. pick out important details. So we know you did not have, you know, many teachers like me. We, we know you had another no. teacher and we are still connected to her. Oh Rebecca, my. we love you. Yes. <laughs> Rebecca Lentz. Yes. Yes. She is a phenomenal. I'm going to have to get her on the podcast too, Ada. We have to uh, do something yes. with the three of us. Yes. But she is a phenomenal, she was, was a phenomenal special education teacher and she, um, you know, switched careers, but she still works with mm-hmm. you know that specific group of people yeah but um talk about the challenges you face with those um teachers that were not like the two of us oh my gosh it was okay so again like I said we moved here when I was about to start ninth grade and mm-hmm. everybody once you're starting the ninth grade you feel like a little fish in a big pond mm-hmm. so learning to advocate for myself was a very hard thing because I felt like what like who am I to tell an an adult what to do or like what I what I need like I felt I was stifling myself Mm. because again I'm in a new territory Mm -hmm. I I didn't have 
everything set up for me like I did at my at the previous base that we were at because everything mm-hmm. was just it seemed like everything was, was like peaches and rainbows and then everything just like switched on a dime yeah because um again it was a learning curve for both of us like yeah they never I guess I shouldn't say never but I guess it was rare for them to have a student like me and a parent and parents like mine because mm-hmm. my parents are my mother specifically is has been fighting for me my whole entire life so of course she's gonna we're gonna call an IEP meeting Okay, this is what Ada, what Ada's diagnosis is. This is how it works. Mm-hmm. This is how to best help her. They, again, they were stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. And were like, and we're, again, refusing to understand yeah. how I best wor- um, learned and... It was a whole chaotic mess. Um, so much so that because of the lack of understanding, mm-hmm. they were trying to multiple times, one one teacher specifically, tried to diagnose me with autism when I was showing none of the signs of autism. Like, we put it out there, plain as day, of what what was going on with me mm-hmm. and how to help me. But because you refuse to understand or learn, you take it upon yourself to be like, no, she has this, so this is what's going to help her. Again, going mm-hmm. back to you think you know me better than I know myself. Yeah. So, again, it was a battle of trying to get the proper accommodations um, and just the correct, the right people to help me. So Mm. that went on from freshman year. It was just like, I went through this phase of depression, Mm -hmm. losing my hair, yeah. Not eating, anxiety, and it was, it, it was like crippling. Wow. To just wake up every day and just like really like cry to my mom, literally cry to my mom, don't make me go. Because seeing certain teachers knowing that they didn't care for me was like why am I here like this makes no like what like I did something wrong like I was in the wrong mm-hmm. yeah. when really it was your refusal is the problem yeah so and it again going back to so we battled with the accommodation piece for a year and starting to get Better middle of sophomore year, it started things started to get better. 
I end up getting um, a, a case manager that was just a godsend mm. who actually would who actually fought and stood by me for the time I graduated. Wow, that's awesome. It, it was funny. It was so funny because my graduation was the best day of my life. I'm going to tell you that because, again, these di- like these labels were being put on me. A special diploma was being pressed on me because yes. they, refused, they, they refused to see my potential. Yes. And, again, give me proper accommodations which fun fact the summer uh going into my senior year so my junior year the special diploma was done away with was in oh process, wow was in the process of being done away with so my senior year i graduated on time 2014 june of 2014 i graduated on time with a standard diploma. Yes. And listen, a special diploma, she hasn't told y'all, it is just to say that you completed high school. You do not get those high school credits. And they were trying to push her, even from ninth grade year, because I remember in meetings them, you know, certain um, educators bringing that up saying, hey, Ada just needs to get a certification, not a certification, a, a completion um, diploma as opposed to, you know, a standard diploma. And it was just like, no, no, no. I remember your mom saying, oh, no. She's going to graduate from high school. Mm -hmm. She's going to graduate from college. And the ninth grade, your mom declared those things in an IEP meeting with all of the teachers there. Mm. I remember that day clear. Like, it was clear. (laughs) Yes. But that just... And that brings to mind the scripture, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which has been my scripture, my birth scripture. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. And the pit you dig for somebody else is the pit that you're going to fall into. And that's exactly what they did on my graduation day, which was the best day of my life. Wow. <laughs> Natalie, when I tell you I got mean mug, like, no, <laughs> I got mean mug, but I smiled in their face. Mm. the best revenge on somebody else is doing well for yourself amen and not allowing somebody to tell you no amen amen listen kingdom guardians we want to hear more from ada so we're gonna stop right here and we're gonna have a part two to this discussion because she just talked about her own life story her past now we need to get into ada what you're doing next and what Who are you advocating for um, in these next steps? So Kingdom Guardians, stick with us. We will be with Ada Santiago.